for today. I just want to say before the podcast starts, a huge thank you to all of you who've been listening to us thus far. We are thrilled that you guys are actually listening to us. It's it's uh, been a pleasure for making you guys happy and making you laugh during these rough times. And uh, a quick little you know disclaimer: <laughs> um, my audio was messing up, so if it sounds like really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried my best. Um, But yeah, let's get on with the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to Loki Therapy, episode two. My name's Yvonne. I'm here with Molly and Elle. Hello. Stop playing with my lights. (laughs) We have actually moved to my room, so um, now they're playing with my fairy lights. (laughs) It's a party! Like it's flashing. a parade <laughs> confetti it's a parade <laughs> so the last episode we were just you know getting to know you getting to know all about you um we, what we were talking about we were talking about um lockdown 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 we'll just talk about lockdown that's it that's the end of the podcast hope you enjoy it um it's the end of the 10 weeks yeah see you in another 10 weeks the first and only podcast oh god yeah <laughs> So, this episode, we are going to talk more about our musical experiences. Experiences. Experiences, <laughs> yes. So, experiences. Into music, what are we into? What are What is your genre? What do you like to listen to? What's, your, what's the newest genre are you listening to? Who wants to go first? I will allow you to, Molly. Okay. Well, I guess I mean I'm, I I mean I like anything really, but I I listen to bands probably more often than anything. So do you like jazz? Such a prick. No, I'm not really a Mahusi fan of jazz. If I'm being honest, I, I, I'm really. She doesn't yeah, like jazz slap bass. I mean, like I'm not. I mean, oh god, I don't want the jazz bands coming at me. But um, no, I'm just not a massive fan. The jazz of heads. The jazz heads. <laughs> I'm, I'm more into, you know, like, you know, bands like Foo Fighters, Paramore, Queens of Stone Age. Yeah, it's not, well, not that jazzy, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> no. It's, it's not quite. I mean, I like, like, pop music. I've been mm-hmm. getting into Ariana Grande more mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Billy, Billy Eilish, Billy mm-hmm. Eilish. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Your but best friend. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. But no, um. Text each other all day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Send each other TikToks. I email every day. <laughs> Just like you email the Pope. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, no, I'm definitely more into bands and like the alternative kind of scene. Mm. But I do like the occasional good pop song as well. So, what's your favorite song as of this moment? Oh God, I don't know. That's such a difficult That's, question. That is a very difficult question. Okay, uh, let me change the question then. What song is in your head as of right now? Don't sing it because we'll probably get done for it. <laughs> thing is it's the same song that's been in my head all week and it's, it's hamilton it's satisfied and i don't know yeah, it's not really reflecting your uh, it's not. Kind of general music taste <laughs> no it's not <laughs> okay that's, but, fine. Um, that's fine nothing bad with that yeah as, i'm as into bands into and, and yeah. all this and that and then i has a musical in my head <laughs> as long as it's like not a really really bad musical that's well, in no, it's hamilton yeah your class is a good one don't look at me like that. If you that like, said, like, think of a band on the spot, I think right now I'm like, ah, Royal Blood. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh, is it my turn? Now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's um, looking at you. Everyone. Everyone. I like jazz. Oh, do you? Mm. What's your favourite jazz song? You don't like jazz. I listen to jazz in the sense that I put it on when I need to do work and not be crippled with anxiety. Mm. I like musicals. I like yeah. a bit of Hamilton. Mm. Um, been listening to the prom on mm. repeat. But don't let me talk about the prom because I'll get very angry about James Corden. Okay. Um, yeah, I like kind of singer songwriter acoustic type relaxing things mm-hmm. like Dodie comes to mind yeah you like Ariana Grande oh yeah I like I like Ariana Grande as well just because I think that she is a talent to be reckoned with she is she's, she's very very talented oh my god she lady <laughs> she's a woman the yes. woman envious um what's the song that's stuck in your head Um, it's from the prom. Just breathe. Just from breathe. the prom. Oh. Is it just playing every single day in your head for the past like week? Yeah. Uh, mockery. Wonderful. That's, that's <laughs> mockery. Why? Just because I said that. no. Just because we have similar thoughts and feelings. Oh God. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> what about you, Evie? Oh God. Um. So I'm, I'm starting to get into my lo-fi stuff. My lo-fi beats. Because obviously, part of my dissertation, I still have to listen to it constantly. There's this one lo-fi beat that's just stuck in my head. It's not. It's just instrumental. It's just stuck in my head. And I don't know what it's called, and I'm trying to find it. And it's just. It's weird. It's very, very space. 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 And uh, I was actually like into jazz. Do you like jazz? Yeah, jazz. Do you like jazz? I actually do. I don't particularly don't mind like it, listen to. However, I don't listen to it like on repeat, but I do like to listen to some smooth sax, and like smooth, smooth sax, smooth, like, smooth sax. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't mind um, a lot of music. I'm very flexible when it comes to music. Sorry. I can listen to something. The one thing that I don't like is like proper like. Operatic singing. I don't know why. Do it just it really really irritates me. I, don't I know thought why. you. I thought you would like it. It's probably because you have a vibe of like you would like operatic. Yeah. Is it because I was in the choir? No. Because that, I think that's more of a PTSD for for me. Singing. Let's the not stuff. go there. Let's, let's stay away from there, <laughs> please. But uh, no, I I don't like operatics. Fair enough. Although I do like Phantom of the Opera. Ew. I know. <laughs> oh. I See, know. I think it. I need to move out. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it actually. Good. Let's is keep it, it that way. Is it that bad? I, you just you know my feelings. Oh, yeah, I do know your feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's very. I yeah. need to ask more about it when the podcast is done. Oh yeah, mm. we'll talk about it later. All right. Yes. Okay. But there's one bit of music that we've all been kind of invested in recently that no one's mentioned. What is that? Molly? Kazoo music. Kazoo. <laughs> 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 oh yes, recently. Uh, L had the the audacity, the audacity <laughs> to bring, to bring kazoos. two kazoos. Molly's already broken one. Yeah, she went so hard on the kazoo, I blew it to pieces. I blew it so hard. <laughs> um, oh, and the worst thing is, L's got a recorder, 
and she likes to join us whenever we're playing some songs. I don't know how you play it. Yeah, you just play I it. I just <laughs> kind of blow. Blow and cover some holes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh dear. I think we should cut that bit out. <laughs> I think we should leave it in. Oh no. Oh yes. Maybe not. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. If we're cutting stuff out, can you cut the bit out where I said I blew it so hard? <laughs> no, no, that's no, going to say. Because you did. All of your stuff that's staying in. And here's a good one. Sorry, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, we've we've been covering a lot of good songs like Titanic. Mm. What? Oh, the, the Wii music. The proper, like, you know, the Wii Avengers theme music. tune. The Avengers theme tune. We're working on that. We're trying to do the harmonies for that. Champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova. Otherwise known as Wonderwall. <laughs> this is Wonderwall. If my brother hears that, he's gonna fucking go crazy. He loves Oasis. Have you shouted out the, the TikTok on this yet? Oh, yes. Um, because I think by the time this goes up, yeah, it's gonna ha- we, there we'll will have be some TikTok. videos on there. Yes. Yeah. So, are we going to have a nice... Um, dedication for like the flat 10 TikToks and everything yeah. else soon. Well... That would be great. Wheel, wheel. Wheel, wheel. So, we're going to have a nice flat TikTok for all of us to just, you know, sing really good covers and really bad covers. It's going to be a nice mix of comedy and genuinely taking it seriously. Yeah. It is at flat10music on both TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So go and give us a follow. Yeah, it will be. Please. It will be so fun. Please give us a follow. Oh, Yes. We need the help. <laughs> we do need the help we can get. Please give me everything. Give me your no. followers. <laughs> give me everything. Give but no, it should be good. It should, it should be, be a good mixture. Yeah. What are we thinking for the songs then? Well, we're just going to well, rock ha- it out. They'll have to follow the TikTok, won't they? Oh, yeah. yes, they would. They want to, to know what songs we're going to do. Definitely. And then everyone can be like, oh my days, they're so good. Or, oh my god, this is shit. Shite. <laughs> can't wow. give anything away right now. Why are we following them? It could them? go either way. Yeah. It's just either good. way, they'll have a laugh. Yeah. I think. Laughing at the funny bits or laughing at the genuine singing. Yeah. I, 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 I hope that they enjoy that. I really do. But yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, follow us on uh, TikTok at Flat10, was it? At Flat 10 Music. Flat 10 Music, there we go. That's going to be interesting when it comes up. Um, so, music. Music. Tell me what it's like in your in the industry of music. In what sector? Yeah. It's quite a broad statement. And like, are we talking sector. in this post-apocalyptic world we find ourselves in? Or are we talking like... Let's go for pre and post. Okay. Well, I'll start with pre. Pre-apocalyptic. Pre-apocalyptic. What was it like working in the industry? What made you want to work in the industry of music? I think I just wanted to do music, and that's just the the that's world in which music exists as a career, mm-hmm. is the industry. I don't think it's a, a great industry to work <laughs> in. I think it's, it's very competitive. Yeah. And it's very difficult, mm. but if you want to do music, it's kind of like you you just gotta you you have to learn how to kind of live in that industry. Yeah, it's a bit like a relationship, isn't it? You gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah, 
and then at the end of the marry day, it either way. Yeah, you'll marry it, and then you'll just end up hating it for the next sixty years. <laughs> after you've been after you've been married, yeah, divorce. So what what's your experiences pre apocalyptic, Molly? What the the reasons what my actual experiences in the industry yeah, or the reasons yeah. what I mean um, really really good experiences pre apocalyptic. I mean the. Hit, well, obviously it's going to be hit and miss regardless anyway, but um, obviously it was a lot easier to, to gig back then. I enjoyed doing the gigs with, you know, when we were at Confetti College. Mm-hmm. They were some good moments, performing at the maze. Very good. They were some good times, and being able to actually being in a, a studio mm. with people, and being in a room with people, and writing with other people that was quite nice it's mm. the little things you take for yeah, granted isn't it, is, it? It, it is the very little things and like, um, oh I can't believe I used to sit in the same room as someone write <laughs> songs with someone yeah. yeah like um, you know write a song with someone but like, I really I miss the d- I honestly miss days at college I miss you know um, being in a band and doing gigs the ever might nights that we did mm. I miss going all the way to Alfreton <laughs> I miss going go to, to Alfreton Molly for the quality quality of my night ah, but they yeah. were they're, they're the days that I really do miss I, mm. I miss the late night train journeys to do over <laughs> my nights yeah you just miss the with social fr- with, with friends and yeah. have a good time and like perform that's that's what I miss and then obviously now um, it is a lot more obviously online I think obviously me personally I've gotten into a bit more of the actual industry and the, the music business side mm-hmm. And which is quite fun, to be fair, I like to kind of know the bits behind of what goes behind the scenes of like kind of into music management, A&R, marketing. Mm. So that's quite indis- like interest- interesting mm-hmm. as well as just because obviously a lot of people just see the music industry as like, oh, you want to be a singer yeah. or you want to be a performer. I think you've got the most background out of all of us with the kind of more businessy side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, last year was a very good eye opener with working with confetti and doing the Denison album and I learned a lot mm-hmm. and did you have fun I had a lot of fun there were obviously some testing moments whilst you know during that process of getting the compilation album done mm. but no it was um it was really good fun and as I said I learned a lot from it and it obviously makes me want to continue to do more in that area yeah and that field within the industry mm. as well as doing like singing as well like I'm not saying I would give like not do performing on the side yeah but um it is very interesting to know the the effort that is put in to do things like within to kind of create an album mm. that a lot of people don't see. Mm. Well, that's really really good. That's a very very in depth conversation there. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, my question to you is that do you see yourself? continuing <laughs> I don't see myself <laughs> you, do you see us, Sorry. do you not see yourself in the mirror at least nope <laughs> that explains everything then ouch <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking that's I got you painful I got you Jaffa Cakes please don't be mad at me Jesus wept I'm, I might need to buy some aloe vera for that burn <laughs> god <laughs> but my question to Seriously. you is do you see yourself going down that um, path what, in like the being in the, yeah. the like the industry and the business, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of like the A and R part mm. of when I was doing the album and um, kind of that side of it. I do really enjoy it. So yeah, I could definitely when we like finish our degree, 
I can definitely see myself doing that mm. as like kind of a more of a full-time thing but then like create my own music on the side because mm. I still want to do the creativity part of like you know as an artist and as a musician myself mm. and I think one of the things with being in the industry is that like you pick up on things of what like you know what producers um, record labels mm. and what people in A&R look for so you know the things that they like, like they like and they think are popular and what they think are going to go well mm-hmm. and then you can kind of transcend that into your own music because you know what people like so then you can kind of you know what to do with your own music mm. kind of make it more likable obviously you have to have it to a sense of you need to like it yourself because you are a musician performing it yeah, yeah but it's good to kind of have you know your foot in both doors in a way it makes you a bit more knowledgeable yeah so yeah definitely i can see myself doing that in the future mm, hopefully it gets better and better what about you Al? what was your pre apocalyptic music can you see yourself like? <laughs> that's the important question can you see yourself? can you see yes <laughs> um i don't really know i think my kind of experience in the industry has never been like very direct i think whereas like molly's experience was very direct meeting people mm. whereas my kind of experience has been more like just the performance side yeah. the live sector but even then, it was. I feel like I just kind of started doing more live performances when everything kind of happened and they all shut down. Mm. Yeah. So the last one that I did, which yes was a live performance, but obviously there was no audience, was the BBC introducing set mm-hmm. in August last year. And that was probably the biggest. Like it's a shame because that's, in terms of like the name, that's the biggest gig I've yeah, ever done. Yeah. Mm. But in terms of the audience, there was no one there yeah but i i definitely feel like i probably have the least industry experience mm. i think i am very this is a bad trait i think i'm a bit more like maybe independent in the i don't i don't really know i can i can sit here and i can talk shit mm-hmm. i don't know but i think you've got like a lot of experience in performing and you know, like, you were doing quite, like, well with gigs last year, and, you know, and I think, like, you've definitely done more performance in, than I have, and that's the thing that I kind of wanted to focus on more, like, kind of half of last year, and then I wanted to do, obviously, beginning mm. of, you know, mm. last year, when I say last year, in second year of uni, I wanted to do more performances, but then mm. that's when I got into the, the business side of things, and then when I got into the business side, I said to myself, right, my last year of uni, I wanted to do more performances, obviously, it's yeah. going to be difficult to do that. So I think whilst you were obviously doing more performances, I was obviously getting to more of the, the business side, but you've obviously done well in your own right with, you know, the stuff that you've recorded, the performances that you've done. I mean, you've done, like, obviously, um, Hotly Hustle. I did not do Hotly Hustle. You've done what? What have you done? <laughs> you, have, you have done, I like... I have not done Hotly Hustle. Just to uh, make, you know, make clearance, uh, Hotly Hustle is, like, a little, like get together in like a place called Hockley in Nottingham. It's a multi-venue festival. Yeah. yeah. So loads, loads of, bands of different are going. Yeah. Loads of different venues mm. in Hockley and Nottingham. It's like and a, a little, little bit festival. outside. Yeah. Put on things for the whole day. <clears throat> or is it, is, is it just a one day thing? It is, isn't it? You performed I, at I think it's a couple of days or something. I have never performed at Rescue Room. I swear you have. I have not. I've performed at Rough Trade. Yeah. How much do you know about me really? <laughs> Metronome. I performed a metronome. <laughs> that's, it. Still, that's a good venue. It's a great venue. You've been on the radio. I've been on the radio. 
these these are good accomplishments. You've done like well in your own right in the in the performing aspect. So I don't think you know to say that oh you haven't got um, much experience in the industry. I think you have. You just got it in different areas. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I've. Oh, Whoa! You, you silly woman! I didn't see that. <laughs> see the sword. Can you see? Barely. Barely. <laughs> I'm legally blind. I cannot see. I think that in terms of like networking, I'm pretty bad at that. I'm pretty mm. bad at kind of meeting new people and striking up conversations with people, mm. which is something I need to kind of work on. I think that when I think of the industry, I think of other people. Mm. And for me, I've not had that many experiences with other people in mm. the industry. Yeah. I might have done kind of activities or had experiences in the industry, but for me, I kind of relate that to collaborating with other people mm. and talking to other people which I've yeah. I think I've not done a lot of yeah but yeah what about you Evie? well music industry has always been something on my mind ever since I was a little kid when I was younger I wanted to, I wanted to be like a, a pop star or a rock star but then oh. I was told by some teachers back in school that you know you you'd never make it so just don't put your like your hopes up high which is kind of bad in a sense to say to a kid at that age they know you won't I don't think you'll ever make it or stuff like that so yeah. it was more the fact of yeah I can have one foot on the ground and say I could have like a really nice career out of the music industry but I can still have my head in the sky and make sure that you know, I could get my music out, I could do whatever I want, it's my life. Mm. I think that the idea of the industry isn't really a thing that you think about when you're a very young kind yeah. of musician. No, because you don't think about the business side, you just think, oh, I'm going to be a pop star. So yeah, I mean, I always remember my teachers telling me, like, oh, when you go on X Factor, oh. and me being like, oh, yeah, if I were to go on X Factor and win, that'd be it, I'd be made for life, but it's, yeah, the industry is an evil place, <laughs> can I say that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a difficult it's place. It's a very harsh yeah. place. It's vicious. And yeah. It's, it's, it's competitive and it, it is a little bit like a game. Mm. You need honest. you need more than talent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one cares if you've got a talent. Yeah. You it's need a how many followers story. do you have? Yeah. How are you capable of reaching people on social media and things like that is so mm. much more to it than what I think you think of as a kid. Like, oh, well, I can sing, therefore I can be a pop star. Yeah, it's you charisma know. as well. Like, you charisma. need... You need a little bit of spice to yourself. And a a little bit of spice. spice. <laughs> but you need something that differentiates you from other people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it, that's when, like you were saying earlier, it's a competitive industry, and it is very competitive. And I think, Joe, when you... Um, when you talk to people, mm. when you say, like, oh, I want to be in the music industry, a lot of people just automatically go, oh, you want to be famous. You want to, like, perform at Reading mm. and Leeds and, like, Glastonbury. It's like, well, no, there's loads of jobs that you can do within yeah. the industry. Mm. So, like, you could be a session musician. You're not, uh, you're not like, in the limelight at all, but you're still a performer yeah. in your own right because you are in tracks. You are in, like, maybe some people's, like, famous songs, but you're just, like, maybe the, the bassist or the drummer. So you're still performing and you're still in the industry in your own right, but you're just not the front person that's, like, famous, realistically. You're just not yeah. a famous person. And just because you're not famous, it doesn't mean that you're not within the industry because mm. it's a bigger place than what people could really actually ever think of. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit like the film industry. Like, there's a lot more to the film industry than just the actors, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you, especially... I don't... I hate to say this, but, like... A, a weird person once said that you have to have 
looks as well, which kind of affects your scene talent. You gotta have some sort of a look to you, like physically wise. And I think that you do. Like, yeah. I'm not not me saying that I agree with that. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously I don't agree yeah. with that. But I think the industry kind of thinks that you do. Mm. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you have to be good looking. Yeah. It means that you have to fit into whatever kind of shape molds that they're looking for yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah, it's it's like a what's it called a pageant. But musically, pageant. yeah, you, you gotta look the part. You gotta sing. You gotta do a lot more stuff than just singing, and that's what they're looking for nowadays. Mm. And also, if it, depending on like the the genre of music that you're heading down. Mm. So, like, if you kind of obviously are heading for more the pop avenue, they obviously it's very like eccentric, isn't it? Mm. I guess all sort of people. Get off my sofa. Let her fidget. She's but she's making so much noise. <laughs> Your face is making too much noise. <laughs> you have distracted me from my Cut statements. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's more the the fact that I... My mum always raised me to be like, oh, you can do whatever you want in your life. Just make sure you make it count and you don't end up like a slob. That's basically... My God, you said slob. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. No, oh God, no. But, um, you don't end up like a... <laughs> this is a feminist podcast. This is a very feminist That's podcast. what I thought you were going to say, though. No, 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 no. Although I don't have, you know, I'm not shaming anyone who does that type of stuff, you know. You know, kudos to you. Maybe edit this out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 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 But, uh, yeah, so I was always taught to always have like a career path in mind just in case it falls back mm-hmm. just like have a plan a to plan z but i can still be in the music industry oh yeah, yeah definitely so i was kind of at first i didn't want to be in the music industry because i didn't know if i did have the right amount of talent to carry on and yeah it was until confetti i was told oh you got a good singing voice you do have a good career idea ahead of you you'll mm-hmm. be carrying with us we'll teach you how to be better yeah, <laughs> but here we are. Not gonna go into any more facts, but they basically said, "Yeah, just stick with us, kid. You'll do great." And uh, yeah, I just tried to build myself up, and there was multiple career paths to choose from, really, because I mm. I didn't know that you can just not just be a singer. You can do much more in the industry now than you can yeah, exactly. back then, like with music therapy that's basically what I'm aiming for and if I do music therapy who knows I might have connections with some people within like the hospital range I could get a doctorate's degree I could carry on it's not just like it's still part of the music industry but more of the health and academic side of the music industry rather than just being a teacher yeah I think now if you compare the industry now from to like what about 50 years ago because of technology and how things have advanced, there are so much more jobs and there are so much more things to do mm-hmm. now compared to what it was like back before, as I said, like before technology had, has advanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, think how much like more new jobs there are. Yeah. You could also argue that there's less jobs. Oh, yeah, like you can argue that there is like less jobs as well. Yeah. Because of obviously, you know. Computers replacing yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Computers. Yeah, computers are taking over the world. Like how on SoundCloud, you can get a 
master of your trap mm. by a computer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, that might be total bullshit, in fairness, but I I think that that's a thing. I think Do it not is quote a me. thing. I'm not so sure, but it's been a while since I actually posted something on on SoundCloud that wasn't already mastered. Try it yeah. I think you need to have like a premium thing to like. I think yeah, like, I think like you know, like you can if that is a thing. Like yeah, you might be able to get it. Yeah. Done, but like well, it's re- still a computer doing a it's human still a job. Com- it's still a computer yeah. doing a human job, but you. Some t- like there are certain things that will never replace a human. Singing. Do- Singing. <laughs> yeah, well, you can say that. Yeah, but you can say that. Lil Michaela. Hatsumiku. Exactly. That's another thing. Yeah. All AI celebrities. Mm. Well, not so much Hatsumiku, but Lil Michaela. Yeah, Vocaloid and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Eh? Oh, I'll, I'll wow. show you Lil Michaela. Oh, we'll <laughs> but I think the internet has like made it's made it easy to find people. You know how like everyone was saying that, like, do you know the people that wanted to be famous back in the bout? When you were at school mm-hmm. and everyone was like singing on YouTube and everyone was saying, oh, it's really easy to be famous Yeah, now. when the prime of YouTube was like yeah. kicking off and then you become like a YouTuber... Like, because it is, I guess, easier to be seen now because of the internet yeah, and but the now social media platforms. But because yeah. everyone's also doing it, it's trying to... Be, being a needle in a massive stack of needles. <laughs> We're trying to be a different needle. Trying to be a shiny needle. Yeah. A pink needle upon grey needles, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. I, I feel that. But yeah, that's... It's, it's more of a rough time to do more songs now because of the post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's basically because no one is doing anything right now. There's like loads of people like not releasing a lot of songs. I mean, I'm going to disagree with that. Well, from my artist perspective, I mm. haven't heard them for ages. Like, you know, I know when lockdown actually did happen, my favourite artist, Joji, released his album out and that was like, like, keeping me alive through a really really rough time it was like that time of life where everyone needs something to distract themselves especially with the whole dramas and stuff like that kicking off i think that the bigger names who have kind of access to yeah home just studios, about to say. yeah you know yes they can't perform live but they can still be making music yeah because some of them might have like built in studios at home but i yeah. think upcoming musicians are obviously oh, yeah. that, oh, that's, yeah. their, that's, the, yeah. their, that's the struggle but I think the live sector is obviously taking a massive, obviously, hit. Did you see what uh, Dave Grohl did for Hanukkah? No. So every day of Hanukkah, um, he released. I did not see what my husband did. He, <laughs> he released a track, like his favorite songs or whatever, on Instagram. Oh, okay. And he was so lovely. He, I think he was like, there was someone with him. I can't remember who it was, but him and the other person were making like day one, such and such, day two, such and such. Such a good, you know, idea to do to keep everyone involved and live and stuff. You're like flexing your calves. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Got a problem? It's so fucking weird. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. Sorry, I had my leg overlapping with her. No, cut this shit out. Yeah, we're gonna cut it out. What the There's fuck? A lot of no, but like stuff. it felt like your calf was like. Moving. Wait, I don't know. I, I literally can't... wasn't doing anything. Wait. Oh, Jesus. I can't feel anything now. Because <laughs> I'm not doing anything, Molly. <laughs> well, that's why. 
Get your legs off me then. Well, I need back in the room then. Um, back in the room. And one, two, three, and we're back in the room. So, how about post-apocalyptic stuff? What What's kicking off with your guys' ideas of, and music stuff kicking off? What's What's kicking? What's kicking? What, what, what's shaking, baking? Well, everything's just being delayed, isn't it? Yeah, pretty Delayed much. and cancelled. Mm. Yeah. That's essentially it. Do you think it's going to carry on until next year or um, the year after that or the year after that or the I year after that? It's going to be gradual mm. in in bringing things back. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, I think like in this in the sense of the live music sector, mm-hmm. I don't think things will necessarily pick up till later in the year. Mm. So maybe like September, October time really. Yeah. I don't think there'll be really any festivals because obviously like the festivals are mainly happening in summertime, June, mm. July, August. So, so like download mm. Reading and Leeds, Glastonbury, and all that lot. Mm-hmm. Like they won't be a thing. And even if everything was, let's just say, in this magical world, everything is up and running in summer. Yeah. The festivals aren't gonna have uh, had any time to plan and mm. actually book acts. Yeah. You know, because they're not gonna be doing it now, which is when they would realistically be doing it. Yeah, if, they would. If there was a go ahead. Mm-hmm. So even if. They're given the all clear to open. They're not gonna have anyone there. Well, like when um, when I went to Leeds, I think it was two thousand eighteen. Like we bought our tickets in like December, January time. Mm-hmm. So obviously they had booked everyone. Yeah. Obviously beforehand, and then at the moment there are you've got to get the people that would a even be comfortable mm-hmm. with even coming to the UK to flying mm-hmm. over and being comfortable to gig. And obviously a lot of musicians, which is obviously fairly enough, would say no because they don't want to do that because obviously it's a could be a massive risk. Yeah. But you've yeah. also got to think, are there going to be enough people willing to, to actually yeah. attend? Yeah. yeah. Maybe because they're too scared to go out or anything. I think they probably have the opposite problem in that everyone wouldn't give a shit and would just yeah, buy tickets. Yeah, yeah I was just about to say, I feel like people time, wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, it's time to go out. I was just it's about to say, fair. I feel like people wouldn't really be too fussed. I know, obviously, if there was, there's going to be some people that would be like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. But I feel like there would be a large majority of people that would be like, no, I'm, I'm down for a gig. Yeah. But realistically, you know, not anytime soon. No, I think if anything does happen, it won't be till the end of this year and mm. then maybe into 2022, things will start to pick up a bit yeah. better. Yeah. In, like, in obviously the live music sector. Yeah. So like the gigs and festivals. For now, we just got to write a lot of content. And I feel like... Um, when gigs do become a thing, there's going to be it will come it will hit heavy because mm. I feel like there's going to be so many people writing currently, mm. and then when like the studios kind of gradually open up, there'll be people going in to record, mm. and obviously unless like you're fortunate to have a home studio, a home studio yeah. yourself, but um I feel like when live music does become a big thing again, mm-hmm. I feel like it will kind of hit back yeah with a bit of a punch because there's going to be so much new music out yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you guys have new music out by that time. Maybe. I'm expecting it. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. <laughs> still tweaking it. <laughs> Might still be tweaking it by this time next year. Oh, well. <laughs> We're still writing. It's like, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. <laughs> Let me revisit the lyrics Please. for the 50th time. <laughs> it's just hard to write in like a confined space because you're not getting out any... For me, definitely, I, I can't write songs unless I've experienced it. I need to go out. Yeah. Like, when I went to, um, I went to Willapham, I wrote a really good song. I still need to, like, record it and play it. 
and I haven't had the chance to like go out and do stuff like going to Willicombe. I wrote, you know, a couple of songs, poems when I was traveling from yeah. America to, you know, here, and and I need for you know I I need experience to write good songs. Yeah, I think. And right now, I'm, I think I'm a lot of people. Shit. I mean, I was gonna say, um, in, I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of people might be similar that they have to experience it, yeah, to feel it, to write it. But then I feel like they're also like a lot of other people that just might write songs like literally just about something completely utterly random, and it works for them. And as you well, know. you're experiencing. You know, you might not think it, but we're spirit. We're experiencing a lot right now. Yeah. Even if it is just in the same space, we're experiencing. You know, mm. unprecedented times. Yeah. There's the golden phrase of the hour, but. Yeah. You know, you are kind of having those experiences, and mm. you know, for me personally, I don't want to write about them because I don't want to give them any more thought. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. write about my lockdown experience because, because it's gonna be really I don't want to think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as soon as this is over, this is over. I'm not thinking about it again. I don't want you know reminding of oh, remember when we were stuck in? I was like, yeah, carry mm. on. Let's move on. Let's not talk about it because it's just it's it's a hard time. It really is a hard time. Especially if we keep going into lockdown and then back out of lockdown and go back in again. It's just, eh, horrible. Oh, yeah, like, it does kind of obviously deflect your mood and your creativity because, mm. as you said, it's, like, even maybe when you're out a bit, like, you just feel a bit more like you've refreshed a bit. Mm. And, like, you can kind of start, like, a new day and be like, right, I can maybe, you know, have the mental capacity to sit down and think, all right, what am I going to write? What am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're feeling the same things every day or if you're not, not really particularly feeling anything at all, it's mm-hmm. quite hard to write about those feelings. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on um, people's writing techniques. So obviously everyone writes different. Some people write the lyrics first, some people do the instrumentation first. Mm-hmm. And it varies. It's, it's, it's good to kind of like talk about different techniques because I feel like you can learn different things from different people yeah. and how they write. That's really, really insightful, actually. Because obviously bands might write completely different to, like, say, like solo musicians. Yeah. Because, like, obviously bands have got, like, maybe a, a lot more kind of components mm. to think about. And then, if you think about bands, like, for, like, recently, when you came in to help, uh, need help yesterday, we found, like, a couple of bands that were like, oh, this is pretty good. This is, like, amazing. Yeah. Like... It's a it's a wonderful time as well to find new bands because you have nothing else better to do. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this sounds really really mint. Oh, oh god, I, did I actually listen to that band? Like, yeah. I was listening to uh, Sleeping with Sirens recently, and I was like, how did I get into this band? I don't I'm sorry, I I do not agree with your <laughs> statements. <laughs> I was like, how was I so? Do you like Sleeping with Sirens? Yeah, I didn't know that. <gasps> Really? Well, I, s- I say yeah. I- <laughs> Do you like the one song? <laughs> you like the one song, don't you? I like the acoustic EP that they brought. Of course, it's just the <laughs> acoustic oh, EP. Oh god, it's really good. It's like saying I'm a massive. <laughs> yeah. All fan, right. Yeah. 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 But I only like the Black Parade. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Oh, my hands up. It's it's uh, King for a day for me. That's the thing. <laughs> King for a day is like one of my favorites, but it's not Stephen Sirens. It's who is it? I know it's got Kellen Quinn in. I can't remember who it is. <laughs> nice. Pierce the Veil. There we go. Pierce the Veil. Kellen Quinn is sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, but he he's features in oh, that song. Okay. Yeah. 
And that just brought some memories back when I was like edgy 14. <laughs> An edgy 14. Edgy 14. You still are. We are. She's still 14. Oh. She's She's still edgy. I'm still edgy as, as all I can be. You went through the emo phase and you're still not out. Let's be honest. <laughs> I never. You never will be. You know, I'm stuck in You this never void. will be. Help. I just got into like, you Would know. Did you hear that G note? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Ding. You're like. Eyeliner's coming out of voice. <laughs> no, I, I was there like, what is going on? It, it's more of the fact that I'm more of a, a sad boy now. Like, I listen to sad boy music. It's not emo music, it's sad boy music. Is it like now. sad lo fi that you listen It's to sad lo fi, yeah. And you just like, it, it, trans- it like went from screaming angry lyrics, I hate you, you hurt my heart, I don't understand why I'm experiencing this, to like, yeah, the world sucks, get over it, type music. Do people still have emo phases? Yeah, but now it's like sad boy music. It's 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 like Billy Eilish. Elish. Billy Elish. Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. You've just got Tom Holland. The ultimate sad boy. <laughs> the ultimate of saddest boys. You just listen to, I think it's called Tom Sad Boy Hours or Sad Boy of Music. Of Billy Elliot. Yeah, so you just like... Billy Eilish. No, and I know loads of people are going through like a day to remember. Oh, I, I love this band. This is amazing. My brother, my brother's now going into like Oasis. Uh, the Sound emo phase is definitely is like not that. as big as what it was. No, no, it's not as it's my space as it was. Do you feel like sceny, sceneable stuff? The big. I mean, it was quite big, obviously, in the early two thousands and like two thousand five, yeah. two thousand six. Because that's when it was released. Like Paramore's song were like. I mean, obviously, I love... There was, like, loads of albums coming out in I mean, I love Paramore, Panic at the Disco, and, and MCR. But the thing is, when they were first... When they were first introduced, I think I was only, like, five. Yeah, and you... So then, like, when I was obviously getting into it, I was obviously, like, 13, and mm-hmm. they had, like... The MFAs wasn't as big of a thing, but it was still around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's phasing out. It's uh, phasing out. It's a sad boy music, and well, rapping, and mumble. I think I got mm. into it just as it was starting to slightly fizzle. Mm. Because obviously the peak of emo was like 2010. Oh yeah, Black Parade. I wasn't quite listening to it in 2010, yeah. when I was 10. I think I, when I was younger, I used to like do a lot of housework, like clean the living room and stuff. And I used to listen to Kerrang! Radio oh, I on TV. I love Kerrang! I, I would refuse to do my chores oh. unless I have music. Did you used to buy the Kerrang! magazine? Yes! Yes! Every, every week! Yeah. Every week! You used to go going, and stack up. That, that's the thing. We, I had to like wait until about Saturday when I used to go out. And my mum used to give me some money for like going out with my friends. And we used to buy Monster! Kerrang! Radio! <laughs> Some really nice eyeliner <laughs> and a really really cute beanie and like pins for the beanie, and we had to like buy a beanie every like season. I I don't know why, but it was like one of those like traditions. Yeah. To be an emo thing, but it was it was really fun. I, I used to love buying current magazines. It, I used to get them every Wednesday. And the thing is, I got it. I when I just did I first started like my GCSE music, mm. and it was did music like two hours after school they mm. did they were called like twilight sessions because there was only like 10 people that picked to do the subject <laughs> so what we used to do is after school had finished mm. we were allowed to go get like snacks and stuff from like our local shop and whatever mm. so i'd get my snacks and i'd buy the kerrang magazine mm-hmm. model into school and then 
when we had like a bit of a break, I just used to sit there and just sit with my Kerrang magazine and everyone being like, what are you reading? I'm like, it's Kerrang. It's Kerrang. It's the Holy Bible. <laughs> Did you used to like rip out like pictures really, really carefully just to stick on your wall? Because I did. I mean, yeah, but well, not carefully. <laughs> just one face you give. Kellen Quinn. There you go. <laughs> no, it wasn't Kellen Quinn. It was... um. Mine was Bonnie Pullman Valentine. Mine was Bonnie Pullman Oh god, dude! The oh, posters I had of that man—that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I didn't rip out the pages of the Kerrang that much because mm. I just used to buy fuck off posters. Yeah, but it was slap it them was on the wall. Kind of fun if you make a little collage on your wall and get told off for like putting blue tack on your uh, pink walls. I mean, I never got told off, but like now, when I go back to my old room at my mum's, it's just bits of like. St- where the blue tack has just ripped it off. <laughs> I feel that. If anything, they're part. They're just as part of the memories of the posters mm. and the 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 little emo phase that we all yeah. went through. I mean, I can't say much now. Cody's taken my my brother. Uh, he's taken my room now. Has he taken your Ken and Gwyn posters? Has he? No, <laughs> Lord no. Um, he he basically like looked at all my posters and he was like, "I'm taking this. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I don't like them." And then he was going into his, like, roadman music, and it was proper roadman walking around with, like, you know, tracksuit bottoms on and stuff. And then this lockdown, he's starting to, like, get into more the Oasis side, Soundgarden side. He wants to buy pedals for his guitars. My dad's giving him, like... Expensive habit. Yeah, it's a very expensive habit. And my dad's joining him. He's the guitarist, bless him. And, uh... And then you were buying posters. Yeah, I was there buying posters. Like, oh, oh god, the, oh god, this twelve quid poster is a bit expensive from oh, HMV. Oh, twelve quid. I know I was being sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> twelve quid's worth of posters. <laughs> be like, yeah, but obviously when you had pocket money, you're like, oh, I don't really want to spend it all on yeah. one thing. Ah, oh, bugger it. You gotta do it. If I can look at his face all the time, it's worth it. Now, every time I do, I had pocket money. I uh, I had to work for it, like. Oh, he had to do the dishes and then I'll give you money. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And um, it, it's basically like a fun habit when I was younger. Do dishes, do the laundry, clean up, and then you get like 20 quid or 25 quid. And then you can go down into a town and just party with it. No, I never got paid for doing the pots. Just do it, <laughs> do it now. It was fun. It was really fun. Just like going, there was something to look forward to at the end of the week. Washing, like, what, washing pots? No, like... Yeah, of course, washing pots. <laughs> I'm so oh, excited. Ooh, look at the fairy liquid. <laughs> Were you like, Mum, £10 per plate? <laughs> I should have made a bargain. I should have made a company. I £5 per like, right, mom, pot. Mum, Mum, final offer. Two pots, dry them, put them away. 60 quid. 60 quid, final offer. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, sure. And just shake on it. <laughs> but no, it was, it was such a lovely experience to like, Get the Kerrang booklets or Scuzz. Scuzz was oh, like Scuzz. a really good Scuzz one. Scuzz was well. a big one. Because it was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't like Scuzz as much. Scuzz was like more hard rock stuff. That's like what my dad yeah. used to listen to. Like uh, Machine Head. Oh, God. When my dad picked me up from school, we were listening to Machine Head. Yeah. And it was it was so bad. No, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I liked Scuzz, but like it wasn't, wasn't quite up there. Yeah. It w- it was a bit like oh if nothing nothing else is on, mm. I'll put that on the channel. 
There's nothing on crying. You just hear the same songs over and over again. Yeah, Underdog for like <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. That's horrible. Pretty much. Oh, God. But, yeah. Well, we've reached in about 47 minutes. <laughs> ten, of, 10 minutes when we were talking about scuzz and Kerrang. What's the next part on the agenda? We just, you know, tie everything together, I guess. There's nothing to loop de loop them for. <laughs> what did you not want to talk about um, working with people within the industry? We can do, yeah. What, what's it like working with people within the music industry? Well, why don't you tell us your thoughts about it first? It's fun. I feel like, I feel like you've been sidestepping these questions. You've been dodging them yourself. So have, I think, I, have I? Have yeah, I? Yeah, I think you have. Okay. And... <laughs> Well, for me to work with people, I love it. I absolutely adore working with people because, especially if I work with you guys, it makes me feel like I, I feel I more important. I thought she didn't like us. I yeah, I got like that you impression guys. too. Yeah. You just made the rumour up. Look no, at yeah, you. She, no. You're horrible to me. No, she's no, given us really like evil give eyes. Over. Every you time I'll come in the room and be like, oh, you're right, darling, do you want not chocolate? Oh, what do you want? <laughs> get out! No, the only time that I say, what do you want, get out, is when you actually barge into my room and be like, standing there for like five minutes, like, I've got something to tell you, but I forgot. And I was like, okay. Oh, the front door. I've only forgotten to tell you things when when like the twice. But they require such Tangents, people. <laughs> Evie. What's it like working with people in the music industry? It is fun. It is really, really fun because I feel more of the fact that I am participating in someone's music and I feel like I can experience... Aww, they're hugging. <laughs> little Aww, cuddles. Little, little cuddles. Um, but, yeah, that, there's nothing for me to say, really. Mm. I just love knowing a lot of people... Who can edit, mix, um, make more music with me? You know, it's really fun. And that's all I could really say. Really. So, what about you guys? It's fun. What what what's your views about working with people? It. Uh, you can talk about mm. the tribulate, like the not so good bits of. Don't um, worry, I'll get there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah, got I, it, she's got it all written uh, down. <laughs> she's got a notebook in front of us. I like working with people. However, if they're the right people. Mm, I yeah. cannot work with just anyone, and no one can. Yeah. If I'm working with someone that is just, I'm not gelling with them. Mm. Nothing's gonna come out of that. Gonna it's gonna have just a vibe. be, yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta, and I think at first I didn't really realize that I was kind of just working with whoever offered, like, yeah, whoever was available. I'll yeah. go work with you. You can do what I think I need you to be able to do. Mm. Whereas now I'm a lot more like. Well, yeah, sure, you might be great, but we're just not vibing. Yeah. And I think half of it is, it's not just about what they can do mm. in terms of their skill set. Mm. It's, Personality. do you have a nice time with them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would choose someone who's maybe a little bit less competent as a sound engineer mm. if the alternative was like a really cool person mm. that I really kind of vibed with and I, felt connected with me because that's what I think is going to make your music better yeah. it's not always well they're the best at what they do so I guess I've got to work with them yeah. I'd rather take someone who's maybe not quite so skilled mm. but it's just a better all around person yeah. just because you got to have fun while you're doing it it's not all about yeah. you know the business side and 
getting everything 100% perfect. Yeah. you got to have a good time and also get things 100% perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to manage to yeah, kill like two birds with one stone. Kill two birds with bird. <laughs> kill two birds with kill one birds. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kill. No, I don't want that just to be kept in the podcast. I'm a vegetarian. Kill two birds. Just kill. I love burbs. Burbs are lovely. What about you, Molly? Um, I mean, same as you guys. I mean, yeah, it's the same. Like, I do, I love working with people. I, I'm a very collaborative person. Yeah, you're, I, you're very, your personality says, "Oh, you're working with me now." Okay, that's it. Yeah, it's more like, yeah. "Oh, you, you." Well, I need you. I think the th- the thing is, my actual like, not in like a musical sense. I'm quite an independent person. Like, I can, I'm an independent person in general. Yeah. Whereas in a musical sense, I like to work with people because the rest of the time I would say that I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. But so, but like, I think growing up, especially in college, because I primarily just sing, I did kind of depend and rely on other musicians to kind of help, like, say, write a song, yeah. create a band. There was that kind of reliability. Whereas now, I kind of can feel like I can write songs on my own, mm. but I just, I just choose to work with people because it's nicer like I do like talking to people I like having a conversation and as you said I like having banter I feel like yes I could try and conjure up some guitar parts and maybe some like bass stuff but it's nicer to work with people that a know what they're doing a bit more because they're actual guitarists and bassists and b you have that human connection and that human banter with people than what you can't get Mm. on your own unless you talk to yourself which is completely not to be fine because I mean I do that as well but um and especially in the business side of it, it, working with other people is a necessity. Mm-hmm. And being able to work as a team with people. Yeah. And e- even like kind of trying to get on with people that you might not necessarily like, but you just kind of have to do it to get the job done. And I think that's the hardest bit. Is like when you were saying, like as a musician, when you write, you obviously choose who you can write with. Mm-hmm. And you can choose... No one. <laughs> no one. Well, you can, you can choose who you want to musically collaborate with. But Joe, like if you're again on the business side and like... Right, you're introduced to the marketing team. This is who you're going to be working with. Is a 50-50 chance of whether you're going to like them or not. Mm. But if you don't like it, you just kind of... You've got to smile, bear through it, and just be like, right, that's okay. That's because you've got no choice. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> no, that's like, because you're like... You've been put into that kind of team. And oh, yeah, you exactly. Have no choice, whereas if you had the choice, I'm not going to choose someone who's yeah. boring as fucking shit. Oh, yeah. no, that's, that's what I mean. Like, as a musician, you can kind of pick... Was if you're working for like yeah, a company yeah. or like if you've been put into it, you've been yeah. assigned to a team yeah. and you don't like the person you work with. You've got to grin and bear it there. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. Like it kind of teaches you to kind of deal with people that you don't like as well as the people you do like. You see, being put in a group, like for like uni work, let's say, um, we normally get mixed up with like different people. But now, um, I think it was like. In college, we used to get mixed up with like random people. Because I think you, you've got to you've got to learn the skill of collaboration. Yeah. And you've got to have experience of working with people who you don't like to yeah. know what kind of things you do like. Vibe you do like. Because I remember my first year in college, we were mixed up with loads of people, and since I I was like a latecomer, um, I I didn't start the course until about three weeks when the course actually started, um, I was thrown into like. A group that I liked, and then a group that I didn't like, and then a group that I liked again, and then a group that I really liked, but we didn't collab musically. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think just, as well. If you're working with people that 
you know you can't get any actual work done. Yeah. The balance of work and banter has to be right. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Slightly more work than banter. Yeah. But not a hundred percent banter and no work. Yeah, like professional. There, there is a a balance. I, I was just about to say, like, sometimes working with your friends might not be the best thing because. Mm. A, you might not actually get anything done, and B, like you might be slightly biased to each other because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. And like one thing that I liked about in second year, and at the beginning of the year is when we just got put in groups. Like no one had a say about who they were working with. Mm. It was just right, right. Here's the work that you need to do. Here are the people that you're working with. Just get on with it. And there was no arguments because there was no like, oh, I want to work with this person. Like kind of you will be at like secondary school, like working in like a science group. Mm. I want to work with my mates. No, you just work with people told to work with yeah, you and learn like, that skill yeah and like the th- and that's a it's being adaptable i think is quite important mm. and yeah like knowing the balance of working with friends but then maybe meeting someone new mm. and another thing when you write with even on your own or with other people yeah is knowing the difference between the things that you like to do and the things that you like to perform like say if you're doing covers and doing the things that you're good at I think you have there's, there can be very fine lines between oh like I love like for example I love Foo Fighters mm. however it's extremely difficult for me to sing like Dave Grohl so if I was ever to do a performance there's a big possibility that I won't be doing a Foo Fighters song because I know that I can't do it I'm not good at it so it's knowing that balance of what you're good at and what you like yeah. in a way mm. So yeah, uh, final thoughts so we can wrap this all up. Final thoughts. Um, I hate people. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> not that far, Molly. Oh, my apologies. Um, what are your final thoughts? Um, we're in a very weird state. The industry is in a very weird state. Artists are in a very. I feel weird like it's very state. fragile at the moment. Yeah. Me, specifically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very fragile. The industry is shaken to its core because Elle is fragile. Yeah. They're like, oh no, watch out. I think that, you know, with everything we've kind of talked about, yeah, the industry's not where it was, Mm. you know, before this happened, and we don't know where the industry's going to be when this is over, Mm. you know? Will we be able to work with people? Without looking at them on a screen. Mm-mm. Who knows? Will this change kind of the industry forever? I think it's having the biggest in- impact on the industry since, you know, illegal downloading music. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's mad. I think that oh, we're kind of on par with that level. Yeah. Napster. That was it, yeah. You can't steal a car. <laughs> you wouldn't go for a second jog. <laughs> You wouldn't go for a third jog. <laughs> yes, I would. No, that's that's they are my final thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, hit us up or hit me up on uh, Twitter at CastyPie, Instagram CastyPie, Facebook CastyPie Music, TikTok it's CastyPie. Hopefully, by next podcast, I'll have the actual podcast account up for like social media so stay with us doing shout outs you can do shout oh yes shout outs before we go um shout out to ntsu sing they've been a massive help for uh our singing 
socialising when we actually can socialise. In the first term. The first term, they're lovely. Um, I did get permission, by the way. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get permission. Um, but yeah, they're, they're wonderful. Hopefully we can get back to singing with them soon. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. Get to see their faces, get to see AJ. Yeah, we can see AJ, we can see everyone else. I miss him. We miss everyone. <laughs> Alright, so... We're going to say goodbye. Yes. <laughs> goodbye. I was like, no, she doesn't want to say goodbye. Prepare for the most awkward goodbye. Yeah. Alright, goodbye all. Goodbye. It doesn't make any sense. What's <laughs> Just listen.